Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. It's 105 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on uh, Oilers Now. Uh, I will, just as a matter of interest, uh, tell you that uh, the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. You can now buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. We will get to some texts on our Heartland Ford text line. A lot of you want to uh, chime in on uh, some of Elliot Friedman's comments from our last segment. Heartland Ford uh, is one of the largest Ford dealers in the province of Alberta. Experience the difference of a Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Uh, Star for recommendation, never go wrong with an F-150. That's all I'm going to say. Never go wrong with an F-150. Might have to work on parking. <laughs> you can figure out what I'm saying there. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, Brendan Escott's at Brendan Escott. Uh, we're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Our next guest had the privilege of playing with former Edmonton Oilers draft pick Marco Tuominen along with J.F. Houle when he was a star at Clarkson. He played over 1,000 games in the NHL, and he went home again. He was in Calgary. Then he went, uh, I believe, to Los Angeles, then back to Calgary. We're joined by Flames assistant GM Craig Conroy. Hi, Craig. How are you doing? Good, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. You uh, you obviously remember uh, J.F. Houle still where he's uh, in the Oilers organization, as you know, down in Bakersfield. Uh, and two of mine, and uh, two of mine, and he had, he had a physical side to his game as well. He wasn't afraid to get a little bit uh, dirty back in the day, was he? And he could score too. I mean, he, when I first saw him the first day at Clarkson, I'm thinking, I wonder who this guy's. He's a big kid and he moves well. And all of a sudden, he let this rocket go. I'm like, oh, he's going to be a big part of this team. And he was a great player for us at Clarkson for sure. But he played hard. You know, he was. The Finns always do, though. I love, I love the Finns. They're always uh, they're competitive guys for sure. Yeah, well, we have one here uh, that's a bit of a, you know, we, the Oilers have got a Finnish goaltender, and then obviously we've got, yes, a Paul Yarvey. And uh, you know what? That's a place to start at because you guys have got Matthew Kachuk. He is a flat-out gamer. 
Um, and at times, hey, it wouldn't surprise you, as a broadcaster for the Edmonton Oilers, when he dogpiles on top of McDavid and Backlund, that might upset a guy like me, right? But the guy, has he maybe exceeded your guys' expectations? Did you think he was going to turn out to be this good of a player this fast? You know, uh, to be honest, probably not. But the one thing we did say when we had our interview in the combine and then when we had him out here uh, right before the draft, you know, he just walked out of that room and I thought, that's exactly what we need in our locker room. I mean, his his personality. And when I watched him play in London, I'm like, he's driving me crazy. Like, I'm literally, he. I want to go out there and two-hand this guy because he's just, the way he plays, it's annoying. You know, he had an unbelievable line there with Marner, Dvorak, and I think, you know what, I remember sitting there thinking, God, it'd be nice if we ever could get a chance at Kachuk. And for whatever reason, I didn't think he was going to be there uh, at six. And, you know, lo and behold, we get him. And since then, it's amazing. He's been amazing. I can't believe how quickly he's got comfortable and in here and he's just taking it to a whole nother level. I mean, the reason we're having success, as much as that top line, he's really done it on that second line. He's uh, he's an amazing young player. And just a great personality and a leader on this team, which is nice, too. Well, yeah, he certainly brings some life. Uh, and he's got, I mean, I, I'd have to think that being around his dad and growing up around the rink has accelerated the process in terms of, from a gamesmanship perspective. He knows how, like, he's got pro habits. And he's not the greatest skater. He may Maybe doesn't have the best shot, but he just has got the know-how as to where to be on the ice and and certainly how to antagonize the opposition players, much to the chagrin of everybody in uh, oil country up north here. Uh, hey, uh, you guys stepped up. You made a big deal in the offseason. And I'll be honest, Craig, I, I run the numbers a bit, and Dougie Hamilton, the numbers would suggest, uh, you know, he and Giordano, top three pairing in the league over the last two years, might say a bit more about Mark Giordano with the year he's having this year. Was there any trepidation in uh, in making that deal? I mean, because, I mean, Dougie Hamilton's a heck of a player. Furland, he gives your team some you-know-what. You know, he could back it up if he has to. Trades are never easy, but it's worked out so far for Calgary. You know, I mean, I think when we were sitting there at the draft trying to figure out what we needed to do, we felt like we needed to do something to change the team up and shake it up. And the one name that kept coming up for most teams that we're talking to was Dougie Hamilton. So, you know, I think we kind of thought, geez, Dougie had 53 points. He had a great year. But there wasn't, you know, it's hard to make trades now. So there wasn't a lot of talk on other guys. And, and it kept coming back to the one name. So when we really started getting serious, we're like, okay, how can we make this deal bigger? Even though you don't want to lose that physical presence, 20-goal score. Uh, even It's funny because even the draft year, though, Lindholm and Monaghan, we, we were back and forth on who we were going to take. If there was an opportunity to take both guys, who would we take? I mean, we settled on Monaghan, but it didn't matter anyways because Lindholm went before. But those were the two guys we actually, you know, we thought we might get one of them, and we were going to be happy with either one we got. So when now they're having them both and watching them play together, I'm thinking, oh, you know, it's we couldn't have got them both back then, but it's worked out, I'll be honest, better than we could have imagined. It, uh, you know, you lose guys, high-quality guys and guys people like on the team, but we did think we needed to make a change and shake things up, and, and that was probably the best deal we could have made at the time. A couple games ago, you guys got seven in a game, and uh, 11 of your 12 forwards picked up points. Can you maybe speak, was it a, you know, a plan for Brad Trey living in your group to have greater depth up front because to me the one thing that you know I watch a lot of the Flames games 
you guys can roll them with anybody in the league. Like you don't you don't have to sit there and and, and ride that as good as that top line has been. I mean, you got four players with 50 plus points right now, but you guys are deep, and I have to think that that was part of the focus in improving the hockey club. Well, it's always. I mean, that's a challenge every team. When you look at these top teams in the league, they're three lines at least and a fourth line that kind of has a role. So, I mean, we're building to that. I still think at times probably, you know, I get a little selfish. I want more production from still the bottom six. You know, those are – but that's just me being greedy probably. But, yeah, you know what? You feel like every night someone can step up and do it, and winning makes a big difference. It takes a lot of pressure off, and I see our guys are having fun. And, you know, the more guys you can get on the score sheet, the better everybody feels about it. And Bill's done a great job. I mean, with the combinations, when he matches, his game plan going in have been uh, spot on this year. So uh, winning is definitely the key, though. I mean, you know, everybody feels a part of it. They feel like, hey, we have a chance to do something special here. And, you know, we just continue to win games. And unfortunately, I thought we actually played one of our better games last game and lost. But, you know, those things happen. So hopefully we can bounce back tonight against Detroit, get back on track. We're joined by Flames assistant GM Craig Conroy, of course, longtime NHLer, who did go home again. And, you know, because we've brought this up, like people are like, why do you bring players back? But you went back to uh, to Calgary after having some success for three or four years there and it up in L.A. Just a thought on returning and what a rewarding experience. Because that's kind of where you've made your home ever since. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was, you know, I could tell the way the team was going in L.A., hey, they were looking to rebuild. And, you know, as an older guy, you know you're not going to be part of that. And Dean Dean Lombardi was great to me. I mean, he said, the only thing that made me a little nervous, and I don't know about nervous, but I was in Red Deer, and when he called me, he said, we traded you there. I'm like, traded me where, to Red Deer? I'm like, oh, no, I'm going backwards, <laughs> you know. So I wasn't sure if I got traded to Edmonton or back to Calgary at the time. So I'm like, Edmonton or Calgary? And then they said, oh, no, you're going back to Calgary. I said, oh, okay. You know, what, were you got, what were you guys doing in Red Deer? We, we had an outdoor practice. We drove. We played Edmonton the night before. We drove in. We had an uh, outdoor practice. There was a bunch of school kids there. We were signing autographs, having a you know just a fun day. And then uh, we were actually getting ready to go back in the bus when I got traded, and they just left me there. <laughs> so the bus drove away, and I was just sitting in uh, an outdoor rink in Edmonton waiting for a car to come pick me up from Calgary so, or in Red Deer. So it was a... It was definitely the uh, weirdest trade I've ever been a part of, but uh, it's worked out great for me. I couldn't be happier to be back in Calgary. And then, you know, now working with the organization is a, a huge bonus for me. I can't believe uh, Mark Crawford, his coach, would have let that happen. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, Sam Bennett. I want because, you know, the Oilers have got a guy in Paul Yarby who's 20. Uh, Sam Bennett is turning 23 this season. You guys have been patient with him because his name's been out there in the past. I, I, it's not out there right now, but just a thought on him as a player because he, like, there's aspects of his game that I like, you know, his physicality, his willingness to throw down. But uh, do you think you're being rewarded for being patient with this player? Well, you have to be. I mean, the bottom line is everybody develops at a different rate. I mean, you look at the problem is, I remember when I broke in the league, first rounders, they didn't really even take off or do anything for three or four or five years and then now unless they were really special and then now we've seen such a trend where hey first overall they're in and they're they're stars i mean they, they they're stars so you know i think with sam being the fourth overall there was these expectations and and in calgary everyone expected sam to put up points they see monahan they see kachuk but you know what everybody's at their own pace and you have to be patient i mean you just what we like about him 
he brings that fire and intensity. When he's on his game, even if he's not getting points, he helps our team win. And that's what we have to, you know, night in and night out. I know he gets frustrated because he knows where he was picked to. He wants to produce more. He's always produced points, and he's hard on himself. And I think that's what we're trying to get through to him. Hey, if you're not an 80-point guy, that's okay. If you give us 40 points and bring that physical element, I mean, he'll fight anyone in the league. I get a little nervous sometimes, but he's just, fearless out there and that's what you need so not everybody's going to be the same would we did we think there was going to be like a little bit more production probably but we're okay where sam is his game's definitely trending in the right direction and hopefully it just continues and you know i think when he's 26 27 28 that's when we're really going to see the real sam bennett is there a guy in the league right now that's a middleweight that fights more desperately than Sam. Like, he fights for his life in because he does punch way above his weight class, but he is chucking from downtown when he fights. It's full on. I mean, he's not, yeah, he's not just grabbing a hold. He's throwing punches, and he fought Manson in here the one day against Anaheim, and I'm like, oh, like, I get nervous. The guy's not that big, but he's uh, he's fearless, and he's a warrior, and that's what you have to love about Sam. You know, he's willing to do that, and I, I'd like him to fight guys. If he's going to fight somebody, guys his own size, but that's not him. That's not in his DNA. He's just going to, whoever's in his way, he's going to try to, hey, okay, you want to challenge me? Let's go. You know, but then he doesn't hold back. He's throwing, he's throwing bombs for sure. Craig, this is going to sound a little odd, but is Mark Giordano actually an underrated defenseman in the league? It's weird because really, yeah, he is. You know, I mean, I think I don't know if it's because we're out west. His age, people's kind of always put him in that category. He's good, but he's just he's a good defenseman. But he's a great defenseman. I mean, without him, you know, I don't know where this team would be. And everybody he plays with is better. I mean, Brody's had just a turnaround like I've never seen. And I do think Brody likes to play the right side, so he's always been more comfortable on the right side. But with Gio and him, and then when Dougie went in there, it's amazing what this guy does. And at 35, it doesn't look like he's actually getting better, which is, you know, it's hard to believe. But he's probably underrated, in my opinion. I think if there's some Norris talk, I would, I, I'm surprised he's not in the Norris. That's, that's my point. The guy's plus 33. Like, he's having a ridiculous year. He's over a point per game, uh, and he absolutely drives it for you guys in the back end. I know he's out. Um, Yusuf Valamaki. Uh, Bob Torrey had him in Tri-City. Very intriguing player. I, I, you know, I think he's a legit top-four prospect long-term. Uh, any sort of update? What can you tell us about him? You know what? I was just with Yusuf this morning. He was out skating early, and he, was, he went with the team today. So today was the first team. He's feeling much better. So hopefully it's going to be sooner than later. You know, it's... You know, his injuries are a little bit more tricky with an ankle, and but he he's feeling good. I watch him skate, his pivot, his turns. He looks great. So hopefully, a week or ten days, he'll be he'll be back at it here. Yeah, because he's going to be in the lineup. So on that note, I mean, and I know some people have some question marks about the goaltending, but the the, the La Flames, given that you dress so many areas in the off season, do you guys need to be buyers at the deadline? I mean, you're you're in top spot right now in, in the uh, in the Western Conference. Your deep team. Do you need to add anything at this stage? Well, I mean, I think you're always, you know, at our side. Maybe we we think about it too much, but we're always looking to just tweak something. I don't think, you know, I don't think we feel like we have to make a huge splash. And I always worry about that. We brought in Ole Jokin, and I was a player here, and we were we won eight out of ten games, and we brought in Ole, and he had a 
hat-trick the first game in, in Philly, and we never won two games in a row the rest of the season. So, and it wasn't his fault. You know, it's one player, but I think you've got to be careful about uh, messing with the chemistry too much. You watch Washington when they brought in Shattenkirk, and now you flip it around and say, okay, they didn't make the big move, but they made a couple small moves. You know, so I think we would be looking maybe if there's a couple small moves that have been made, that's, that's more the direction we would be going at this, this year for sure. We, we started off, Craig, by talking about a couple guys that you played with at Clarkson in your, as you started sort of the embryonic stages of your career. I want to wrap up by talking about a class act that you wrapped up your career with, uh, an Edmonton area product out of St. Albert, along with the two Sedins, Jerome and Tamo Solani. Those were my favorite players to deal with on other NHL organizations. Jerome Ginla, you guys are uh, you're going to honor him with the retirement. Pretty special guy, eh? Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I'm so excited. And what I love is there's still you look down from the press box and 12 jerseys are everywhere. So I think. The fans are going to love this. I mean, it's not like we waited five years. We did it right away, and this is going to be special. I mean, it's going to – I can't wait to get him back here and have that day. I mean, he's the all-time leading in everything but assists. So, uh, Al, Al McKinnis just keeps that assist lead going. Hopefully, Johnny catches him one day. But, you know what, class act. I mean, he's my buddy. So, uh, to have him see that jersey in the rafters is going to be a pretty special thing. I can't wait to, to be a part of that that ceremony for sure. Is it fair to say in the early 2000s he was a top 10 player in the league? You're in, you're out? You know what? I thought for a while there, 100%. Not You know, I thought he was the best player in the league when Jose Theodore won the, you know, he to do what he did and what he was doing for our team. You know, I thought there was a three-year span where I don't know there was many better i thought he was right there at the top top three in the league so you know he was uh, he was special because i got to watch it on a daily basis playing right next to him and see what he did and the work ethic and how hard but then just how good a person he is off the ice too i mean it's he was the total package and if you could start a team you'd want him to be uh, your core piece when, when you begin how about sure. when he, how about he wrapped her up in la and it was right around the time that the kachuk thing was going on with dowdy and he came back with the kings and he squared up with Derek England, and he, he, it was at least a draw, and that is being courteous to England. Like, Jerome did really well in that fight. I'm like, he's like 37, 38-year-old. That's old man power at its best. He could chuck him. Oh, he was, you know what, when he was mad, it was like, uh-oh, there was no holding him back, because I'd rather not see him fight. I mean, he, I'm like, hey, you're our best player. He goes, I don't care, I'm going, here we go. And I could see him that night, and even Derek said after, he goes, I can't believe it got me. You know, he put him over the eye, and he's like, geez, he's strong, and he just wouldn't stop. I said, well, I've seen many a fight like that. He's a, a true warrior for sure. It, that's, that's what made him so special. He could he could play any way you wanted. And you know what? He was such a competitor and always wanted to win. I mean, he, he donated a lot of money to Edmonton because he must have bought 100 tickets every time we went right. up to Edmonton. So it was uh, it was always special games when we got to go up there because I knew how important you know, it was for him to play in Edmonton and actually, you know, he's like, we got to win these games, Craig. We can lose to whoever, but we have to win this Edmonton game. Well, it's funny you mention that because, you know, in Jerome Ginla's career, he ended up scoring over 600 goals. I swear about 150 of them were against the Oilers. Great stuff, Craig. We'll see you here tomorrow night. Thank you for your time. Thanks, you bet. You, you bet. That is Craig Conroy, assistant GM of the Calgary Flames. And uh, they're in a good spot. They're going to be hard to beat, no question. Uh, obviously, they play tonight. They got Detroit tonight, and then so the Oilers get them tomorrow night. And by the way, that's three and four for Calgary. Edmonton needs to capitalize on that. Flames are deep. 
And uh, Valimaki, I'm just going to throw this out there right now. He's going to be in their top four within two years. He's that good. He's a good defenseman. And there's some people that think Valimaki's going to be better than Bouchard. We'll see on that. But uh, Bouchard might have a little bit more. Sorry, I mean, Bouchard's a right shot with the offensive instincts. But I would not bet against Yusuf Valimaki. 123 in Edmonton. Do you want to mention that guests on our show receive gift cards too? Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village. Shotgun Sean Evans came by. Dropped off some uh, gift cards. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Japanese Village Day, Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. 124 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Dan has texted the show to say, Bob, you need to play more country music. It's been the number one selling type of music for decades for a reason. Oh, and one more thing go Oilers. All right. Well, didn't we play a country song at the end of the show yesterday, Brendan? Is that kind of a country song? Uh, I, I would not consider that country. That's country pop. Who's like? Who's like? Was Luke Bryan? Is that the big country star today, or is he country pop? How would you? I, I, I yeah, hey, and my knowledge base for this is limited. I would consider him to be more of a pop country guy than a, a country country guy. Like old school Hank Williams. That would be country. Right. All right. Uh, Bob Valimaki will not be as good as Bouchard. I'm saying some people out there think Valimaki is going to be better than Bouchard. Others think Bouchard's going to be. I'm a big Bouchard guy, right shot guy. I just did a diatribe on this three days ago. Uh, you can text us at 630-630. It's interesting, says this text out of Grand Prix, that the Flames have never had crazy line changing. One or two as the start of the year, and then they stick with it. Others have had the blender uh, for four years now. Guys can't get the rhythm uh, in it every game, and it's a new team. Um the energy, uh, it's difficult to find energy this way with constant line change. That's the genesis of what he's trying to say. Texas at 630-630. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Some would say that some guys haven't delivered offensively, and that's part of the reason why the coach has got to be constantly changing the lines out. And Calgary's moved for a leak from the second to the fourth line, and we know that because... The coach uh, received words from Frolik's agent, Alan Walsh, complaining about his deployment. So that's not necessarily... But as a rule of thumb, yes, Calgary has gone with Lindholm on a line with Goodrow and Monaghan, and they've played uh, Backland with Kachuk and uh, the aforementioned Frolik. 129 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update. Morgan Black. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.